All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Another episode of the Systems of Wealth podcast. I'm your host, Noah Cromfly. Today, again, I'm joined by a very special guest. It is the first, or we're breaking into the double digits now with this episode, which is so exciting. I am joined today by Mr. Brian Vidier. Am I saying your last name correctly? Is that right? Vidier, actually. Vidier, so yes. A long E in the front. But long yeah. E in the front. I knew I was messing that up. We, well, we can we can church it up and say the gear. That's it. <laughs> it's kind of nice. It sounds more sophisticated. Tight to, yeah, right. <laughs> Brian, from the start here, I just wanted to say, you know, you know, thankfully you've um, consumed a couple of these podcasts. So you know how I do this. But I always like to start these podcasts by just saying thank you. Like there's always the people that get to join on these podcasts with me. I always have a previous relationship with. And I'd like to say thank you for the from the jump, just for our interactions, our relationship that we're getting to build so far, just where we've, you know, the. I would say limited even at this point interactions that we've had, but what I've gotten to learn from you and I know there's more and more growth and evolution and both of us getting to experience more and more together. So again, thank you for, you know, building this relationship with me. Thank you for jumping on. I'm super, super excited to dig in today. Likewise. I mean, it, the outlook and the expression of gratitude is really an abundance mindset and that's what wealth's all about. It's, yeah. it's about abundance. It's about interacting and intersecting that way with, with that approach. So yeah, oh, I love that. That's great. The gratitude expression, I think, is well suited to. to uh, of, I'm just of, like I'm just a learner too. I just love to learn, and like I'm so thankful and grateful to be in this position. To like, I I just like the inspiration where this podcast really came from for me was like, there are things that I am personally dealing with, like questions that I have from an entrepreneur perspective, and you know, it's it can be isolating sometimes to feel like these are you know my own problems, and so like, but then I started to turn my mind to like. Well, man, like there, I really do have access to some of these guys that are and and gals that are 10, 20, 30 years ahead of me. Like, I wonder if they've experienced similar problems that I have. And then I start asking some questions. I'm like, oh my gosh, they have. And there's also people my age that are also feeling the same thing. Like, man, I got to document this. I got to put this out. There's value here. Like, we got to have these conversations. There's a, a business owner I know in a mastermind group I'm with. Uh, he's a, a real estate guy from the Atlanta metro area. And yeah. Says there's there's two people there's two types of people or two categories of people in the world that the type that will tell you about their problems and be honest and genuine about them and the type that lie and say they don't have any. <laughs> so you know, run far away. From just people. realizing that you know somebody else's problems may not be squarely your own, but yeah. there's definitely relatable aspects of all that, and we can, like you said, we can definitely learn from each other and 100%. and realize that none of us are immune to to the turmoil and difficulties and headwinds of life and. In, in different ways. And there's, there's probably more common ground than we, we tend to. Yes. Believe. Oh my goodness. And we were just touching on this, honestly, before we started recording about like the value you can take from different relationships that you jump into in your life. And I think that's something that I have, like, I always joke about it. The first, like what got me into almost like consuming content online was a guy named Mike Chang. I was trying to get in shape when I was in high school and he was like the first like real big YouTube advertiser guy. And now if anybody knows that, like he kind of got ran out of the industry for selling some not so like some supplements that like weren't really doing what they were, you know, being sold. To. I didn't take any of his supplements, but like that was what like got me in shape was somebody that like not a lot of people really vibe with. And then the other guy of like um, that got me into like entrepreneurship was Ty Lopez. And so many people give him like have bad feelings about him. But I was like, he got me like into learning about this and got me started in like online marketing. So I think there's some like putting your personal feelings toward like a relationship like that and kind of put it on the sidelines and finding the gold that you can get out of that somebody. Like, I think that is a real superpower and you were touching on it. Like the relationships that you interact with in life, like there's going to be 
some value. There's something that you can, it's not even like what you said, like, I'm not trying to get something out of this, but there is something that you can learn by just that interaction that, you know, coming across it naturally in your life. You don't know where it's going to show up. You really don't. Yeah. I want to communicate clearly. So I, when you say that, it, it naturally may sound like I, I just look at other people, like, what, what can I take from you? Yeah. Right. But, but really what, what it's all about is, is just viewing, viewing other people as, as complimentary and viewing, viewing yes. relationships as being purposeful because there, there is some sort of a purpose to, to all the relationships and intersection points we have. And oftentimes yes. I think we, we're, we're so busy as business owners too, that, that we're just go, 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 go all the time. And we don't, we don't take the time necessarily to, to pay attention to the relationship aspect of, of what's always going on around us. Right. And, and what, what sort of complementary passions and talents and gifts does, does somebody else have that that's come into my life for a purpose? Right. What, what do I have maybe that I can offer them as well? Mm -hmm. you know, what we, we oftentimes are, you know, like like the puzzle pieces. We're we each craft mm -hmm. a little bit different. We each have our own space and place and and right fit. And to to view, you know, to, to view relationships as as purposeful is I, I think an incredible way to to develop systems of wealth in life. Yeah. Because you know you can you can have such rich return on that of of mm. viewing just opening your eyes and being attentive to that. What, what's going on around you? What, right. You know, oftentimes there's, there's seasons of life too, where, where people mm -hmm. will kind of go. And so just, yeah, I think being attentive to that as well of, of, of this, this might be in, in place for a season. Uh, it may not be all of life. It may be a short season, maybe a long right. season, but, but being, being flexible and, and, and attentive to that, I think is really important in terms of, of the wealth, aspect that's that's available to all of us in relationships i love that i love like the and if anybody hasn't gone back and listened to the previous episode that i got to do with brian's business partner frank the so much of like what they are driven by is the passion and purpose and intention that like i just think that's so valuable of just living that like taking that approach just to life in general like that's what drives them from business owner perspective which i just love because i think even something like that like the more that i've gotten and uh aware of my intention of like energy of how i pass on other people it could be as simple as like i'm going to buy coffee and i smile at the person that's helping me and like you don't know how how far along that can go like in their day too like i just think that is so valuable but yes um let's tee this up a little bit. Let's go back. I mean, you've gotten to consume a couple of these podcasts. So you know how that I start. And I'm super curious to hear your answer to this question. But Brian, when people ask you what you do, what your official title is, how do you usually frame that? How do you usually say that to people? So if you get an email from me, it says operations coordinator in my yes, signature. Right. So uh, I actually have a, a marketing degree. Okay. I've never done, I've never done marketing <laughs> Right. So, I, so I'm, I'm academically trained, but I'm, I'm 42 years old. So that was 20 years ago. I graduated and marketing looked way different yeah. than when I graduated from college than it does now. Although there, there you know, some of the principles are, are, are eternal and everlasting. There's Very just, much. You know, there, there's still a lot of, you know, who's my audience? How do I reach them? How do I articulate what I have that can solve a problem they have? You know, it's, it's stuff like that. That's, that's sort of, it's evergreen. It's, it's yeah. always going to be a part of what marketing is, but, yes. but a lot of the methodology that, that we, we have and the tools we have now are just in, incredible in terms of the digital marketing and, and, and cloud-based platforms and, and just a lot of the, the collaborative 
uh, horsepower that's available to us now that, that wasn't a part of, of the world then, you know, in terms of even, even the social media and some of the groups that you, know, you can idea share and, and right. you can, you can, you can cover so much ground so fast now, and you can have access to so many different viewpoints and ideas and experiences and, and worldviews that uh, just expand your reach, I think, exponentially in terms of, of what, what, what marketing can be if, if right. you let it blossom. So, um, but I've, I've been, uh, I guess, operationally inclined as, as I've navigated my career path, I, I kind of have had many and in, in diverse uh, stops along the way. I've, I've done everything from, from the manual labor of, of okay. agriculture where you have dirt and grease underneath your fingernails at the end of the day and calluses and stuff yep. like that. Yeah. Uh, I've done high level stuff. I've, I've got a series 65 securities license. All right. Um, I've, you know, I've worked with high net worth individuals on charitable goals. I, I had a, a stint in, in a nonprofit and a, a, a ministry organization that, that helped both individuals and organizations with their charitable goals and did things like that. That was, yeah. that was really neat. But I, I always loved the relationship aspect of, of all those things and hmm. you know, having the, having the ability to come and, and be a part of, of what I'm a part of here now. Mm-hmm the vision of the community of entrepreneurs who can, who can both give and receive, who can pour into each other and, and receive the, you know, the, the, the blessings of, of somebody else's, you know, learn from somebody else's mistakes, right. Or, or, yeah. or, or hear, hear from somebody else's perspective that's different than your own. Right. Be challenged by somebody else who's, who's got the, the chops to, to, take you to task a little bit to make you defend fiercely what you what you really believe yeah what you're convicted by you know things like that right uh be be in uh you know some passionate interaction with each other that that's the kind of that's the kind of vision and and community we seek to build Hmm. with with what we're up to here and and that's really what captivated me was the the you know the, the relational aspect of 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 coming together and and like i said the the complementary aspect of 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 you know my peanut butter and your chocolate but I, <laughs> I have that, that that you know what you have and the sum of the you know the the sum of, of what we have together is greater yes. than the parts by themselves and so 100%. That, that's what that's what i love about what we do here and what excites me and drives me to to keep you know keep churning day after day and, mm. and drive towards that future vision and goals that we have oh that's great i love that i think more and more as like i know i'm still a a young budding entrepreneur, but I think the, I've been aware enough to understand that like, not, it's not always like what you're doing, but who you're doing it with and the people that like you're surrounding or at least attracting to you makes, and especially having like a strong network of people that you can go to and sort of lean on when, you know, inevitably the times get tough. It doesn't, you know, you're not totally bulletproof, but like fostering and nurturing those relationships, there's so much just hidden gold. And again, it's not like I'm what I'm trying to get out of it. It's just, there's something that I can have a benefit of you. And and inevitably that's just how the flow of life works. But we, so Frank talked about sort of the creation and envision of, of, of how Kahuna kind of came about, but I don't know your guys's backstory of like how you guys met, how you became partners, what you guys are working on now, like where, where were you at in your career or personal and professional life of like you and Frank coming together and, and starting, you know, what you guys are doing now? So this this particular business has been a part of Frank's life for decades. Yeah. Um, gosh, I'd I'd say pushing thirty like, years now. Yeah. Right. So, so he, his his history is much longer here than mine is. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
he and I actually talked about about me coming on board for probably two two and a half years before it actually happened. So we wow, were okay. We had um, we had a relationship from a, a church I don't attend anymore. Frank's still there, but a, a church in the community we both lived at the time and uh, just got to know each other that way. And, and uh, you know, I, I knew what he was doing. Yep. Uh, what I was doing was, uh, it, it was great at the time. It wasn't something necessarily I wanted to do long-term the rest of my life. So right. I, I sort of had in mind of, of uh, you know, what maybe what might be next or, or what might be around the corner, not knowing if, if that was another year, two years, five years, mm. 10 years, whatever. But so, you know, he and I had had discussions for a long time. And of course, um, part of that was during, the time COVID started. So that really threw a lot of things into a tailspin of course. and yeah. made, you know, made a lot of our, our um, things. We, I guess, challenged a lot of our assumptions and probably disproved a lot of our assumptions too. Yeah, right. the, the reality is we knew it. So yes, of course. That, that affected everybody in different ways, <laughs> but also in a common way it's in terms of, like I said, just disproving a lot of, of assumptions we all had about the way of life that we knew. And so, um, Anyway, all that to say, it's it somewhat I think maybe delayed, but but for the right reasons, I, I would say looking back mm. of of timing wise of of how we came together, and so, I uh, mean you know, we, we've we've got a very strong leadership team here of of Frank and Andy and I, and mm-hmm. we're all very different of of how our personal makeup is, um, how we how we communicate, what how we how we look at things. You know, if you one thing that I've noticed recently probably in a more pronounced way is uh, the the difference between looking at, at life and options and decisions in, in a, a benefits to gain mentality or a losses to avoid, you know, in, in terms of hmm. like defense and offense, if, if that makes sense. Yeah. But, it, and not everything's purely that way, but I think, I think all of us kind of have a little bit of a slant that way of what, like when, when the rubber meets the road, how do I, if, if I have to make a tough decision, how do I analyze it? And, and, yeah. Okay, would I go forward or would I would I pass or would I you know would I capitalize on this and, and you know in terms of maybe even the the kind of risk we're willing to take versus the return we see or the the kind of risk we're willing to take versus the the threats we see that that mm-hmm. might potentially be a part of that decision or dynamic of, of an opportunity that you know is available to us or on the table so to speak so you know, things like that I I think and, and like I said we all we all tend to look at, at things a little bit differently. So I've come in full circle a little bit to what I was saying earlier about how, how complementary relationships are really important to, to recognize and realize and, and, uh, and keep in place in life because my, my tendencies are not necessarily good or bad. They just are. And, and so yeah. in, in different things, I, I may have weaknesses that somebody else has a strength that, that can sort of, you know, that, uh, when, when you have all of us together, we're, we're much stronger than the individual who's, who's got some shortcomings and weaknesses. But when we can complementary, when we can function in a complementary fashion, you know, that's I think that's the key to, to success and moving forward and, and making good, good decisions overall. It's not just one person's it's not always just one person's viewpoint that, that might be skewed in one way or another, but there's, yeah. there's a balance and, and a little bit of a refinement as well. And, and we do have disagreements and, and that's a good thing, too. you know, right. In, in a high trust environment, you can, you can have those, you can be honest and genuine. And, and, and in the business community, I, I think that's, that's one of the things that that's probably lacking a lot right now is, is the ability to, to, to in high trust to disagree and to, 
you know, it's not the end of the world. We, we don't have to see things the same way, but if I can state my viewpoint, you can state yours and we can have a conversation. I think that's one of the things, social media is great for a lot of things, but I think it's also taken, it's taken a lot of the, the quality interaction of, of the, the human condition out of you know, what, what, what we need to re-inject into those things. And especially in the community of, you know, we don't, we, we can, we can disagree and, and still move forward. And, and especially in, in leadership and in, in the business, uh, that's, that's really important, I think, to, to manage that well and, and foster an environment mm-hmm. that can be, that can take place. So that's great. I love that. There's a few things that you touched on there that I want. So like the one of them being having almost like a framework to lean on when a difficult decision arises, right? Like a, um, a situation that you find yourself in that you may, maybe haven't, navigated before you just don't quite know how to process it and having as i've gotten a little bit more i wouldn't even call it like i would just say like mature and developed or have ran into a lot of situations as i think you you touched on it too with like the covid thing like that was a difficult this uh, position to be in because there was no rule book for that one everyone right. was just like i don't i don't know i don't know like i and was we're like, all just like we're figuring it out <laughs> yeah i was like i don't know how to go to my parents for advice Everybody around me, like, is still like, you know, even though I I relate to people, I was like, this is so, this is a brand new play. There's no rule book for that. So I went out of that for me. I like was in a position where like, okay, well, when I am faced with these decisions, like I need to have some frameworks. I need to have like, well, if this happens, then I got this. And it's just, it's not even like, it's just to put the thinking down and to run it through and to, and it really comes down to just like knowing yourself. But the other one that you touched on, I think is a really big part of evolving as an entrepreneur and just a, like being a looking for better leverage in a in a business position is having the understanding that I am not going to be the superpower or superhero that's going to do it all and I don't have to be the one to do it all and leaning on people and building and ultimate ultimately like cultivating talent around me is one of like is such a big superpower as just a business owner like bringing people around you finding finding complementary strengths leaning on that having trust to be able to lean on that but what was that process like for you? Were you able to sort of find your natural kind of skill set as an up, you know, in the operation kind of world? Like, did that did that take time for you? Did that come with just experience of trying out different jobs? And you're like, maybe I'll try this. And then you kind of found like, how was that? How did you end up finding yourself in this position now? Like, okay, this is my skill set. I want to do this. I'm good at this. And oh, there are actual other people that need this out of me because they just aren't as good as this, you know, as I am. Like, what was that like for you? You know, I'm, I'm figuring out how to leave my, my title is a little bit of a, of a misnomer, but, uh, you know, for the time being, it's, it's more operational here, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, uh, I'm definitely sort of getting my feet under me as, yeah. as, as a true business leader and, and not simply as a, just a, a role in, in the, in the progression of what needs to happen. Right. I, I naturally enjoy, um, I, I enjoy like, like Hannibal and the A-team would say, like, I love it when a plan comes together, you know, I, <laughs> I, I that, I, I like that, that, yes. that, that gives me satisfaction, you know, when you put the pieces together and it may not look exactly like you thought it did, but it worked out. Yeah. And, uh, and that's, that's been a, a part of my life. Uh, a lot of career stops is, is being able to, to, to take sort of, a, a group of things that need to happen and, and putting them together or, or looking at a lot of, a lot of the near term tasks and saying, okay, who, who's the right one to do this today? Mm-hmm. And then 
you know, lining up the the dominoes that, that need to fall the rest of the week or something like that, where, you know, we, we can, we can maximize, I guess you might say operational efficiency, that type of thing that, yes. that, that really, I still enjoy that to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Uh, that may not be always exactly where I am in terms of, of what I do necessarily long-term here, but that's, that's definitely a place where I found a high degree of, of satisfaction and uh, I'm also somewhat of a, of a recovering pleaser as well. So yeah, that's <laughs> and, and it can be good and bad. Yeah, because I, I care about <laughs> I care about what what other people that, that I work with and 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 potentially over in terms of supervision or mm. uh, you know people that that at least in, in a coworker even a lateral capacity. But um, I, I'm concerned about their satisfaction in their work too. So to be able to line things up in a way that, you know, if I have the ability to, to, to make those decisions that, that they're, they're finding fulfillment in, in their work too, you know, that they're yes. doing something they enjoy, that they're, that they're receiving the type of tasks that, that are in their wheelhouse and that they can, they can find fulfillment and satisfaction with as well. Oh, to the I love that. The job and role allows too. So, and there's certainly a, there's, there's a downside to being a pleaser too, that sometimes mm-hmm. it can drive your decisions to a, an unhealthy level as well. Yep. Right. <laughs> sometimes you need to make those tough decisions as well as, as a leader. So that's why like getting back to, to like my own personal growth is where that those are what, those are some of the places that are, are, are definitely deficits for me to, to be able to grow and, and mature into as well as a business leader. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, overall, I've I've recognized that that's that's a part of the fabric of of who I am is is kind of putting it all together and and um, you know as as they say in the EOS world, making the trains run on time. Yes, lining things up well that mm-hmm. that, that the business hums and and, uh, and runs smoothly. But um, no, I I I've had um, I I've been able to work for really quality individuals character wise, which is, has been a tremendous blessing my entire life. Yeah. And they've, uh, to a man have, have really taught me it by example, really hmm. of, of what good leadership's about. And, and all of them have, have been willing to get in the business. Uh, you know, you, you hear the, the gurus talk about being, being open, uh, in the business versus on the business, right? Yep. And I'm not. I'm not. I'm definitely not here to discount the the need to to lead and, and elevate yourself to be on the business to see what you know to take as like Jay Abraham says the the outside and slightly elevated view of what's going on because that does give you the proper perspective. I think for the most part to lead, of course, right? But also to know really to know what it is like to trenches. And, yeah. You know, you, you just you know, you gain a level of, of respect and and uh, and buy-in from from the folks that that are that are the staff who, who do the work. If if they know that, that you know what it's like to do their role too, and so in you know, great to to strike the right balance there, I think is is important, especially in small business because you don't always have the luxury of of you know being in that executive corner office always. You know sometimes you you can be for for a time, but you know as 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 the business expands and, mm. and even contracts you know we we saw a lot of business contraction over COVID. yes being able to expand in small business is very tough it's tough to to line up resources uh the right way to expand you know I, I, most people want to grow their business somehow in some form or fashion but 
Right. What what very few people talk about is contracting the right way too. Sometimes we need mm. to sometimes we need to contract and refine the business to 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 go forward with expansion again the right way. Yes. So you know, that's also hard. It's it's hard to go oh. both directions in business. It's hard to right size right. certain things that, that you just some some expenses, some some resources, some some aspects of the business just are no matter no matter what size you happen to be at the time. And so it's yes. navigating those things is, is a challenge. And that's what small business uh, is all about. It's about being adaptable mm-hmm. changes in, in dealing with the dealing with the things you, you can't control, maybe managing them to an extent where they, they don't totally sink you, but where you know at one point you can get past that and actually turn that back into an asset that's producing for you. But you know right. there, may a, there may be a time and a season in your business life where you just have to have to sort of sort of manage something that's not a right fit right and recognizing those things those are some of the challenges that that aren't the you know aren't the the, the sexy business book topics. yes right yet they they exist they're real uh, i'm so happy you're touching on this brian seriously because like i think you and i are very similar in this sense and i honestly went through a self-discovery process of of understanding that I call it like ops and systems of a business is really what I fell in love with too. Like I enjoy being the behind the scenes. I like being hands-on. I like being in the day-to-day. I like complimenting myself with partners who have big vision and big ideas, but need some constraints to put it into a practice and see it come to life. And honestly, I felt at times like on the outside, you know, it's funny. It's like, I, again, I'm so like anybody that's watching this can see me smiling so much, but if you're listening, you can't see it, but my goodness, like, even as it, a, <laughs> even as like, even as an entrepreneur, right? Like sometimes you're on the outside of just like, like the regular kind of like way that people perceive and just, you know, go about life. You're already on the outside. And then I think even as like the vein being inside the entrepreneurship world, I'm sort of, I felt like on the outside sometimes too, because I don't always align with the, I don't know how to frame it always. Cause I'm not like the, I don't want to say that I'm not the CEO type because we have those types of qualities and we can be that way. And I think having a macro vision for my life and plotting things out like as a CEO would, but like in my professional traits and skills, I cater more towards like the management by numbers and the project management side, you know, type of things. But I think, you know, you were touching on it too, like being a marketer and being empathetic to looking at a cold system, but knowing how, how a customer experience is going to be, how a person on my team's experience is going to be with that is so valuable, but I have felt sometimes on the outside of like, well, sometimes though the sexy business books aren't always applicable to me because I am the one in the day-to-day doing things and these things still need to get done and I can't always be on the outside. And those are sometimes my partners. So like I can understand and relate to them, but like you touched on something that I've really been trying to articulate lately is like when I was growing up, my big, I mean, like we were touching on it a little bit. Like I think my journey as an entrepreneur didn't start when I was 20 and I started working. It started when I was born. Like I was just born. Like that's just, it's a, I'm, I'm not, I can't discount the things that I experienced from zero to 20. Like that had a big impact on who I am. And so when I was growing up, I was an athlete, right? Like I was a pitcher and I think you touched on it. So like, I loved being a pitcher because I had total control over the tempo of a game. I was there to make sure that things were running on time. Nothing moved without me moving. And my coach was kind of like my big visionary. But then someone inevitably had to be in the trenches that was willing to like do the work, to grind that out and to like continue to push those things forward and be sort of like a surveyor of what's happening around me and push my teammates to keep going and keep going. But like inevitably it still came down to me 
controlling the tempo and being on like being having my finger on the pulse of what was happening. Yeah, I mean, you needed a catcher to to, to call a good game. You needed you needed your defense behind you to I need to get, all those pieces get outs. Yes, know, but, but you needed to throw strikes. hundred percent. I needed to like set that tempo. I needed to be a leader. I needed to show up. I needed people to understand and feel my energy and she and see me step in and stay you know day in and day out and put that in. And that's like what I've. I feel like I've built a business around that too, of like, I'm still sort of like the pitcher in my different roles, but I've found many coaches now that get to like sort of coach me. And like, I get to still control the tempo and push things forward. I don't know. I've been trying to articulate that lately. And you really just like, you struck that nerve with me. I really, really loved what you touched on. That's so cool. Yeah. I mean, you and your teammates can see too, you know, I, I, naturally am, am a pretty even keel steadfast yep. presence. Right. And and I enjoy the I enjoy the regular client interaction. I enjoy the mm-hmm. regular coworker interaction that's yep. that's unscripted, that's unplanned. I don't I don't particularly enjoy the big presentations. I don't enjoy yep. the um, you know the, the the product launch introductions, like being a part. of It's not that I wouldn't do that. I don't I don't have a problem necessarily with speaking mm-hmm. and, and being a face or anything like that. But that's I, I enjoy the regular and the routine and the everyday. Oh, I love it. I, yes. <laughs> I, I like to be count. I like to be able to be counted on to, mm-hmm. to be predictable in terms of, of, you know, you can count on Brian to, to be here to answer the email, to, to show up, to, to have the phone conversation, to mm-hmm. uh, just, just to be the, the steadying influence and, you know, to, to the, to the picture illustration of your teammates see you rattled you know, if they see you always walking off the mound, like you're you're shook by the, how the umpires call in the strike zone, mm-hmm. and you're going to the rosin bag all the time, and and you, you know if they can see the the worry and the concern on your face, like you can't get a, a strike across the plate, you know that 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 affects everybody. So yes. to to be able to to have the the calm control of we've got this. Mm. It's not that you don't ever have doubts, but you you've got to be able to see the the, the long vision of of what our purpose is. Mm-hmm. We still we still hold fast to what we say we believe. We still know what our mission is and what our purpose is and how we're going to go about it. Mm-hmm. And it, there's there's going to be you know the other teams trying to right. Yeah, there there's there there's competition in the marketplace. The other teams trying to. So we're we're not gonna we're not gonna bat a thousand. We're not gonna get on base every time. Right. We're, we're not gonna keep the other team from scoring every game. But you know if if we if we stay steadfast and 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 keep at it if we if we continue to to know what our purpose and our mission what our goals are and, and how we're going to get there and and every day move move towards those things we'll we'll get there yes and to be i think to be a leader is is to be steadfast mm-hmm. in that and yeah there's going to be days where it's a step backwards but if you know if, if every if every week is is three or four steps forward and one or two steps back you still get there yep and so I, I think to That's continue great. on in, in the journey and, and to remain to remain optimistically enthusiastic about this is this is why we're here and we're going to continue to to keep at it. Yes, That's really important as as a business leader. A hundred percent. I'm like it was real is legitimately advice that I would get from my dad every time that I pitch is just not don't show any emotion. It was always what it was like not getting too high, not getting too low, being resilient, stepping in like just doing the work over and over again. And it's the same deal that I have now. It's like, I want people to know when they're working on me that are working with me, that they can, that I'm responsible, that I am taking massive ownership, that I am dependable. I'm going to be consistent. I'm going to be reliable. 
that I'm going to be the one that's going to step in, you know, and, and continue to, to grind that out. Like if you can see me leading from the front lines and like, I'm putting in effort when things aren't, you know, always the, the greatest, you know, environment around us, then, you know, that's going to inevitably push other people to, you know, ultimately try to just get better and better for themselves as well. So yeah, you really, really, you touched on that. That was big. I really liked that, Brian. That was awesome. You know, we, we talk as a mantra and a, and a belief system, we talk about being a guide here for our clients and, and not the guru. So yeah. we, don't, we don't have the prescriptive do it our way. And, and there's a place certainly mm. for gurus that, that have that have the mold that you, you need to do things their way. That I'm, I'm not here necessarily to discount that, but I'm just, that's a differentiator for us that, yeah. that we seek to be that, that, that presence that comes alongside you as a business mm. owner. That, that reassures you you're you're not by yourself in this because that's what, a lot of what entrepreneurship is about too is, yeah. is fighting the lie that that I'm the only one who experiences these problems nobody right. understands me right and that's that's simply not true and so for us to come alongside an entrepreneur business owner and, and to help them understand that that guidance is 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 available and possible for you and and, and a good thing for, right. for somebody that to come alongside you that, that can point things out that, you know, help you ask better questions that can, can help you help you see things that are, are, are clear and, and present, but just maybe clouded by, by vision or just the busyness of, of what you're all about every day, but just to help you step back and ask better questions yep. and, and be, you know, more of a approach things with more of a Socratic method of, of, okay, why, or, what what else might be possible? What what's another way we could approach this that we're not thinking about? You know, mm -hmm. things like that. What what else could we try here and 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 be just just be more curious in, in terms of your of your journey and and not you know, challenging those assumptions. We, right. we all have assumptions. We all I think naturally re revert to some of those assumptions that we believe in it as truth, but it, it may not be like that. And so yeah, to challenge that and say, you know, what, what else could be possible here? Right. I think that like the the dip, one of the big I mean one of the big difficulties of entrepreneurship is like there is no rule book there's no one again handing you like this is the way that it is and so designing sort of what your cuz people define growth or they're going to define success or they're going to define like pushing their business forward different like it it's going to look different for everybody and that sort of those questions of asking yourself of like you know really what is it that you're after what are you designing what are you going after like having that in paper, at least some sort of directionally, so you can, you know, get some momentum going towards that is for me, like I've just found is a, it breeds a lot more peace and enjoyment out of what I'm doing as well, because there is intention and purpose. There's something that you said before we started recording that one of the other, one of the mantras that you guys have is drive, don't drift. I really, really like that. What, like, what are some, I don't want to even say like basic or practical, but like from somebody that is sort of trying to maybe be a bit more purpose-driven or intentional in their business. What are some of the exercises that you either take people through or some sort of advice that they could start to questions that they could start rattling around that might get them a little bit closer to a little bit more of like an ideal end goal for themselves? Yeah. One of the things I think that's, that's central to that is really having a clear understanding. You know, all business owners, all entrepreneurs have, have a reason. They have a why for yeah. why do you, why are you in the business you're in? Why did you, if, if you're a founder, why did you start this? Right. If you acquired it, why did you buy it? What, for what purpose? What, what problem did you see hmm. that, that your business is able to solve for somebody that nobody else can do it the way you, you did it yes. or you do it? You know, but 
it's it's often easy to lose sight of those things and, and to quit to quit operating and making decisions in a way that that's true to those those mm-hmm. ideals to that mission it it's easy to deviate from your vision to to accommodate current maybe current headwinds or or current challenges you're dealing with but right. you know to one of the things that that we um we really emphasize too is that uh, is, is to be forward looking and, and to be mm. proactive and not reactive. And, and a lot of the financial industry is very reactive. It's, yeah. it's very rear view oriented of, of, hmm. of here's what has happened. Right. And if we only ever make judgments about what's possible in the future based on what has happened, we, I think we miss out on a ton of potential of, of the, the growth curve being entirely different hmm. from, from the way it's been to, to the way it can be. And, and, you know, ask, asking better questions is, is a lot of what this is all about. Yeah. And I think too, realizing that as a business owner and an entrepreneur, you're, you're constantly in a, you're, you're elevating yourself always to the next level of, of what you don't know and figuring it out. So hmm. I, I think, you know, to, to surround yourself with a, a, a good, you know, trusted team, a, a good support network, uh, with with folks who've who've got experience who who aren't going to tell you what to do mm-hmm. but help help you see and, and help you gain visibility of, of what some of the challenges and pitfalls may be or, or what some of the other options might be that you're not considering yeah don't see right and that that's a lot of that's a lot of what what we're here to be in, in terms of our purpose and mission is to to empower that exponential entrepreneur to hmm. to to really, explore it all to, to drive their business and, and not just, not just allow them, you know, not just exist in the business, wherever the, wherever the, the uh, factors around them are, are pushing or pulling them one to one side or the other. Right. But, but really to, you, know, you, you can, you can drive your business to, to your chosen goals, to your, to your mission and vision. But it, it takes it takes a team approach. You know, yeah. What got you to the place you are now is probably not going to get you to ultimately where you want to be either. Mm-hmm. And so, realizing that that you've got to you've got to surround yourself with the the folks that can help you get there. Mm-hmm. Jeez, that's great. I really, really there was something that you touched on there, like the the idea. Well, going back to what you had said earlier about there was something that you touched on with the the high net worth individuals. And I want to find some similarities between like the business owners that are finding some harmony almost in their businesses with those questions and the commonalities between like how that then leads to just exponential business growth, which is going to lead to valuation, which is just going to ultimately build the generational wealth. Like what are some of the commonalities that you see between business owners that are operating at a high level and some of those high net worth individuals? Like what are the, what are the, the same sort of similarities that you see between those people? the the resources they have or in the in terms of the entrepreneur and the business owner the business they have is a, is a tool or a vehicle to accomplish mm. some sort of an ideal right or, or, or the vision they have yes um when i when i worked with charitable folks that the money the money was the tool to affect the change that they wanted to see and and the charitable organization was was in that business of, of affecting that oh, change. That's great. Yeah. They were, they were passionate about. Right. And for business owners, it's it's almost the same thing. Same thing. In, in a lot of ways, it's exactly the same thing. It's just it's hmm. 
it's it's manifested differently but it but it's the same thing it's it's the vision that you know the passion that the that the burning um, drive inside me to to be able to solve some problem or or to affect some sort of a change or yeah. to to establish some kind of a culture that that uh, communicates my values right that that I have the ability to not necessarily change other people but to to provide a place where where, where folks can can earn a living and and have a fulfilling role in, in a job and a career in, in a place that has that culture and those values that are important to me as a business owner right things like that or in my community to to be able to impact my community in a, in a specific way hmm. uh, you know to, to provide some sort of stability or or uh, you know a service or, or a product that that's really needed in the in the place where I'm at or or you know, if, if my business is virtual and in, in, in within the network, I can reach, you know, things like that are that that's what it's all about. I think for the, wow. for the business owner, for the entrepreneur. And, and like I said, for those, for those high net worth individuals, it, it wasn't about the, the, the money for them was, was the tool to affect that change that they were passionate about. Yes. And the business is it's the great. same way. It's, it, it's, it's the vehicle to, to accomplish that, you know, to, to fulfill that passion that they have. That's that's something that that concept is very new to me. I honestly didn't think that that really it didn't solidify until I started having more conversations with you and Frank and the rest of the team of just viewing businesses as an asset. And the something that I love that came out of the conversation that Frank and I had was like, as you get more intentional behind the questions that you're asking yourself of like how you want your business to ultimately continue to grow. And again, I'm going to put grow in quotation marks because that looks and is sort of defined differently for everybody. But what comes out of that is like the from a acquisition standpoint, the business may have maybe more attractive from a value standpoint of someone that could come in and possibly buy it, but also the enjoyment and satisfaction that comes with spending your time working in or on the business as that continues to continues to grow. There, like, there seems to be just a sink, like it seems to sink. You find like, oh, I'm enjoying this more because I'm more intentional behind my decisions. But also inevitably doing that, my business is now becoming more valuable. It's growing in enterprise value. People are more attracted to possibly then taking this off my hands. And it go it all goes back to the same foundation of this being a vehicle to not only, you know, build wealth for myself, but continue to have be my outlet for the impact that I'm looking to have. I mean, ultimately that's gonna what is gonna drive you through the the you know times that it becomes very difficult to run a business. But there I don't I like that the singe between those two things has really hasn't really become very apparent to me until talking to you guys. And then it finally clicked. And I was like, Oh my goodness, that makes sense. I, I, I there's nothing else that I want to learn about other than that. Like, that's so cool to me. You know, there's exceptions to every rule, certainly, but it, I don't know that we've ever run across a business owner whose business wasn't his or her most significant asset of course, in, in their life and their entire asset picture. Right. Like I said, I'm, I'm sure there's, there's a handful out there that maybe that's not the case. Yeah. But by and large, that that's true for for the vast majority of right. business owners. Is that right. On paper and in terms of your investment of of time in your life, it is yes. it is the most significant thing. Hundred percent. And um, and like you said too, I you know I don't know the we could do some quick math, I guess, and figure out you know if you work a forty hour week and most entrepreneurs don't, but. Uh, <laughs> let's just say even if you work a 40 hour week the vast majority of your waking hours are spent at at the business on the business with mm -hmm. the business with with the people that work with you and for yep. you and so 
to to do anything other than than try and enjoy and make the most of that time is is very uh, it's self defeating in life. You know, to think that that you're going to to have a fulfilling life if if hmm. if it's such a grind every day to do that. So you know, hmm. certainly as as a business owner and an entrepreneur, you want to make that experience as enjoyable for yourself and everybody else. Just by by virtue of what you know, logically, why wouldn't we, right? Yeah. If we're able to, why, why wouldn't we, uh, you know, and getting back to that, like I said earlier of, of the reason why you started and, and choose to continue day after day to, to do what you do, mm-hmm. it is for the purpose of, of fulfilling that passion. And so, and, and that's, that's the ultimate, I think, in enjoyable journey. So there, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not here to, 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 skew things uh in terms of of saying that there's not going to be challenges and 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 bad days right there's certainly that but but overall you know we we want we want this experience for ourselves and everybody else to be just to be an enjoyable and and fulfilling ride yes 100 percent. that's great i want to pivot a little bit to talking about money and i know it's uncomfortable for a lot of people to talk about but i think it's so i mean again it's one of my I don't know where my fascination with it comes from. I don't, I think it's, you know, I was not, it wasn't super talked about growing up. And so I just got really deep into like understanding that this is something I need to get better at. I need to work on this. And so like anything, you just kind of be obsessed and you just go deep into it. And I I have. And so I let, think- Let me ask you a question. Noah. Yeah, what, please. What was, what's your earliest memory of anything to do with money? My earliest memory to anything to do with money. It's a really good question. Probably when I was really young and I'm still this way, I'm kind of like a collector of things. I like collecting boxes and stuff like that. And so I know I had this little box growing up that I would just stuff little dollars that I would go into. Like I would get um, a, a dollar a week allowance for cleaning, like, you know, cleaning windows, something like that. And I would just stuff this little box and then whatever little trinkets that I would want to buy. Yeah. Something like that. You know, it's interesting just to reflect on those things. And then uh, there there are definitely people and lessons that we've learned and been taught that, that really influence. And I think how we how we interact with money, how we view money, how we yeah. use money, how we make decisions about it with it. Uh, you know, if, if you're if you're married for the, for the listeners and watchers, if you're married, if you have kids mm-hmm. you know, to, to reflect on, on your parents. We all we're all wired just a little bit differently. I think um, there's there's different schools of thought. Most people have probably heard of Gary Chapman and his five love languages. Um, there's actually a pastor in North Carolina, Tommy Brown, that, that wrote a book, uh, The Seven Money Types. And so okay. he goes into this explanation of, of how we each have. We're, we're probably, you know, it's it's sort of like the the Colby test or, or you know, Perry Marshall as, as his marketing quiz. You know, you. you you're wired in in some way to to handle money a specific way as well. It's sort mm. of it's sort of like those you know like a Myers Briggs or something for money. Yeah, we have we each have a, a specific way that we're we're sort of more, most inclined to to look at it and use it, mm. and, and just to embrace that, yes. but also to to recognize that it's it there what what he calls the the shadow side of those you know there there is there is a like a detrimental way that you can act in, in the way you're most inclined or there's 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 a way you can take that too far to where it's yes. not beneficial anymore and it's harmful to yourself and other people but right to see to see those differences mm. 
in, in other people, especially the people you have the closest relationships to, like a spouse, like, yep. like children, like, like your parents, you know, the, like, like coworkers or business partners, business partners, especially yeah. who make, you know, <laughs> who make significant capital decisions, who make decisions on what expenses to keep and what goes. And if times are tough, who make decisions on, on, on how to view a particular client in terms of, of their contribution and, and, you know, it may just be made financially or there may be more to it than that. And that's all right. too, is, is how, how do we analyze and look at that? But, but like I said, just, just to reflect on, I think is really important of, of how, how you've been impacted, especially during your formative years and how you view money and, and realizing too, that, that we're all, uh, we, we tend to categorize a certain group of people as being good with money. Right. right? But but actually, his premise is that we're all good with money. It's just mm-hmm. we're, we're good with we're good with money in different ways, and we express yes. it in different ways for different purposes. Yes. And what's important to us and how we use it isn't all the same across the board for all for all people. So so to recognize mm. the difference in somebody else and 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 how you know getting back sort of taking our conversation full circle of of somebody else is going to be complimentary to me and how they view money. And, and right. And, and it's not bad. It's just different. And so to, just to recognize that it doesn't mean we have to collide and conflict. It just means I need to be aware of, of how you may view things differently and how you handle money probably than I do. And so yeah. it, being respectful and, and also, I, I think, appreciative of, mm-hmm. of those, those nuanced differences that, that, that we don't we don't have to be wired exactly the same way. And we probably aren't. Yeah, right. That's probably, yeah, probably not going to be. And I think that's okay. Like that's the whole, that, that, uh, that term good with money has been something that I've been throwing around in my mind a lot lately. Cause like, I don't, I don't want to be necessarily classified as that. I think I'd rather people be come at a point of like, I am very intentional with my money. Because I think from the outside, people, you know, may not like I just the the good or bad or right or wrong. Like, I just don't necessarily want to try and frame things in those boxes. I think it's, well, viewing money as what it is, right? As one being a tool, but one, if you want to earn more of it, just viewing it as an, it's a tool to signify an exchange of value. So if you want to earn more of it, be more valuable sort of in a sense. And then seeing it as a tool to enhance your life, the people around you. Like, I love what you were just talking about because- I think what drives me so much is just the bringing more awareness to the topic of money. And I understand that it's difficult and it can be taboo and it's not talked about a lot, but that's the whole idea be it, is just not being aware of how much of an impact it's going to have on your life, how much it's going to affect your relationship with your business partners, your spouse, where you travel, how you travel, where you eat, where you live, where you work, all that. Like it's going to have an effect on all of that. So sort of putting your head in the sand and hoping that it just goes away. Like it's just not the, that's not the approach to life that I've, that I take with all these things. And so bringing more awareness around it, I want to prompt that to anybody that's watching or listening to take some time and journal today about what was your first memory and what's your first memory or interaction with money? Cause I know that I, as soon as you said that, like I'm going back and I'm writing about it today. Cause I know there's something going to come out of that for me. So I want to encourage anybody else to do that, but I, from that book, like the seven money types, I'm definitely going to buy that. That's really interesting. But how do you, where do you fall into that? Like, what was your relationship with it growing up? Do you feel like you have a handle with it? Was it something that you had to work on? I know so much of it for entrepreneurs too. Like I call accounting just like the language of business. And so many people are like, I'm just not good with money. So then they struggle with just cash flow and, and st- certain things that are going to hamper their growth of their business, their enjoyment in the business. But like, how was that? How has that been with you? Like, do you feel was that something that came naturally to you? Did you have to work at it? What What did that look like? 
Yeah, definitely. I, I'm probably more of the type that, that he would say uses money to uh, to acquire beauty or, or to, to see beauty in the world, I guess you might All right. say. I, I can't. It's been a while since I've been in, in his book, but yeah, to, um, you know, to uh, to have the opportunity to go someplace with a with a, a beautiful view or something. Yeah, like, that. like an experience. I, I'm, I'm not a. I'm not articulating that super well, <laughs> but, you know, rather than, than acquiring a lot of stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm more of the type that that's, that's interested in, in the experiences. And I and, love that. Uh, um, maybe in having a, a significant uh, trip or, or creating yes. memories with somebody else that, that can give me those, that's great. Those, uh, those places to go back to in my mind that, that right. might be able to, to facilitate and affect that for me. Uh, that's great. So that's, uh, I'm not a I'm not a terrific saver. Um, I'm a lot of our business activity here is around accounting. I'm not an accountant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. so I, I guess you know, as as a blessing for business owners to come to us and, and realize that that we're not we're not all like accountants accountant by trade, right? Them. But, you know, we understand too that the practical aspect of being able to to command that yes. without having to be an expert on debits and credits is is important for you as as a business owner to understand what what your you know your finances are talking to you they're they're telling mm. you things and and if you can understand what they're saying to you you, you don't need to be able to to do that function or or fill in for your bookkeeper for a month if they don't you know you don't you don't need to have that skill level but you do need to be able to understand what's important and and part of part of understanding you know what's important is is being able to to like I said ask number one to, to know what to have a clear vision and to know, you know, what your mission is. And then, you know, all, all those other things really fall in line behind that of, of, okay, since I know that this is, this is ultimately the direction I'm going, what, what do I need to know that's most important that, that either adds to that, that enhances that, that gets me there faster, that accelerates that journey or that will detract from that. And a lot of the other stuff is, is not, it's not that it's unimportant, but uh, it can be a lot of noise too. That, that you know, you as a business owner have tons of of things in in your in your purview, in your ear, yep, in your in your feed that that's on your list of to dos. You know, you have you have a lot of decisions to make. You have you have no shortage of options of where to spend your time and, and your focus and your energy. But just just being able to, you know, as, as Perry Marshall emphasizes, to eighty twenty those things to really to really understand that that there there is a, a smaller group of of most important that that will sort of drive the whole the whole direction, hmm. and that's I think that's really freeing too for for an yeah. entrepreneur. Okay, I I can I can distill this down to the most important things and, and really be very effective in how I lead and and how I direct. Right. Because, you know, it, like I said earlier, if, if I've got that trusted team around me yep. as a, as a leader, as, as an owner and, and, a, and, a, and, a, and a, a business leader, then they can, they can take care of a lot of the details too, that, because they know, you know, we, we've got a, we've got a clear and, and a well-articulated vision. They, they know all that they buy in, mm-hmm. so I, I can trust them to take care of their portions too. And, and tell me where, you know, where things are off or, or, or flag certain areas of concern for me. But I don't, I don't have to, I don't have to hold all that myself. I can, right. I, when I have this team around me and the finances are like that too. Hmm. When, when we have this, this team of trusted advisors and, and a guide like us that, that can, can help 
can help step in and, and point things out, you know, point, point out the rocks and the river. You know, you want to stay over here because this is, this is the channel we need to be yeah, you know, right. over there is going to get you in trouble. <laughs> and you can have that around you and, and, and have somebody that, that, you know, is going to point those things out for you or, or help you, you know, help, help you uh, ask, you know, would it be better to go left or right around this particular island? Yeah. Right. And let's, let's figure out, why we're going to make the, we have to make one decision right yes we have, <laughs> we have to choose a direction right? <laughs> in in businesses like that we we have to make those decisions so let let's let's ask the best questions we can about what our options are and then move forward decisively when we know yeah you know what i love about like your the intention behind you guys is so much of like i'm not you guys aren't here to just this is the answer and if you don't vibe with this answer then like you're wrong it's all right like what are the questions that are going to lead you closer to your maybe not even like an answer in general but just your specific answer or what makes the most sense to you it's like okay well there's just not i i, I love to like when you know when the only tool that you have is a hammer everything looks like a nail sort of thing right like that's not it's not always just like it's this way and that's it it's well, here's the, you know, here's the factors, here's the variables, here are the different moving pieces. And then, you know, prompting somebody to make the decision that ultimately they can feel secure and confident in. And I think it's very similar to like how you should feel about money. It's like the right investment for me or my approach at my age is going to be different than what makes sense to you and what, you know, and at different stages of our lives. And so it's not always that what works for me is going to work for somebody else. It's what are the things that I went through that got me closer to having conviction in the decision that I'm making with my money in the, in a business, in a relationship with my health, whatever it might be, it's across the board. It's just getting closer and closer to like peeling that away a little bit more. And, and again, it's coming back to it, just being intentional with your decisions. Exactly. Yeah. It's great. I love that. Um. All right. I know you're a busy guy. I don't want to take up too much of your time, but the way I like to wrap, actually, I just recently started wrapping it up this way. And this is how I wrapped it up with Frank. And I want to pose this question to you. And you, I know you've listened to some of the other ones, but you haven't listened to that one yet because I haven't published it. So this is going to be a new one, but I didn't I want even to... eavesdrop, Noah. So I, I, <laughs> I want to hear I'm across the building. So I, can't... <laughs> yeah, right. I want to hear how, how do you define wealth? What does that mean to you? How do you define it? How do you get closer and closer to feeling like you are a wealthy business owner person? What does that mean to you? Wow, that's there's a lot of depth there. I, I, I'll just be honest. Immediately, where my mind goes is is options and freedom. Yeah, and I well said. I see. Um, I I see when when we when we live life on purpose when we when we live life hmm. according to the awareness of like like i said at the beginning that the relationships we have i think are an incredible source of wealth for each each of us oh, not yeah. only to receive but also to give because yep. truly truly when we give there's i think there's much more fulfillment in hmm. in being able to 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 give of ourselves um we all have so much to give in terms of 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 giftedness, of abilities, of, of, of complimentary attributes to somebody else that, you know, we're, we're encouraged, I think, to, to look at all of life as what can I get out of it mm -hmm. rather to flip that script and say, what, what can I give to somebody else today? Uh, there's, there's incredible freedom 
in that. And, wow. and as we as we grow and strengthen those relationships, I think that the, that's where a lot of the options come in. You know, I've 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 had the tremendous fortune and, and blessing of, of working for a lot of people that I had prior relationships to. And, and it's, it's given me a lot of diverse and very, very fulfilling um, experiences in life and my careers. And it's, yeah. it's given me a lot of, it's just built a lot of relationships for me that I wouldn't have had otherwise. And it's built them at a depth that I wouldn't have been able to experience otherwise. So, you know, I, I think, I think that no, no matter how my, how my bank accounts ever look, no matter how my retirement accounts ever look to me, to me, that's the wealth of, of, having having all those all those connections being able to 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 learn from those people as you're doing now with with the intentionality of this podcast to collect a lot of these things that the wisdom from other people that you can learn and and take and, and apply yourself then that you can pass on to somebody else as well yeah that that affects that that affects true freedom and and, and options for for anybody in life to to have that that network of, of, uh, of people that, you know, you, you can go to in your time of need that, yeah. that they can come to you as well. You know, that, that you can, you can collaborate together. You can enjoy different things together. Right. You know, that, that's what, that's what I think of the essence of a lot of life is about. Hmm. I'm getting just some chills right now hearing it. I, Brian, seriously, the, I think the people that, you know, the experience that you've had and like, I think it's a true testament just to you and your character. Like, I, I think that that's, it's, I love the, the choices, the options, the freedom that was similar answer to what Frank actually gave me too. And that's so cool. And I think if people are defining wealth as just sort of the number that they see in their bank account or, you know, in their, in, in their retirement accounts, I think they're sort of just scratching surfaces. I think they're missing the point. I think it's so much deeper than just what that. And I think, and it's something that I've had to learn and I think getting started, like our approach to this is very transactional, right? Like I put something in, I want to get something out. And then the transition of going into, well, how can I give and transform this person's life? And ultimately in the process, basically pretty much I'm going to get what I've been looking for and probably something deeper than just the money that I'm going to get from this relationship in the first place. Like the the advice, the friendship, the impact that I get to have on them, on me, on anybody else that we get to touch, all that stuff. Um, I really, I do want to thank you so much for being on today. I, this was so valuable, so fun. I already know I'm going to have to have you back on because there's so much, like your personal philosophy, your values, your beliefs, uh, deeper experiences. There's so much more that I want to talk to you about. But um, again, Brian, I really appreciate you being on today. Seriously. Thank you so much. It's an honor. Thank you, Noah. Appreciate right. it. You're the best, man. All right. Anybody that's listening, watching, please make sure you leave us a like, leave us a review. Um, make sure you journal today about your first interaction with money. That's my big takeaway. Um, but other than that, to all my builders out there, I salute you and I will see you all in the next episode.